Welcome to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. Hear and learn through the success of others how to build the life and business you deserve. Learn to overcome failure, what it means to seek out growth, and how to become the best possible version of yourself. And now, here's your host, coach, entrepreneur, husband and father, and author of the number one best-selling book, Survive, Scale, Soar, Jeremy Williams. And welcome back. This is Jeremy Williams, and you're tuning in to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast for the entrepreneur built by entrepreneurs. Today, I'll be joined by an amazing guest, Tony Van Joyk, serial entrepreneur, three-time best-selling author. She helped to found and launch a company called Monate, which is a clean plant-based beauty brand. She is now a $10 million earner and is part of the exclusive Million Dollar Club and has four streams of income, which bring in multiple eight figures. Tony also owns and operates the nonprofit Low Country Love. Today, we'll have a conversation about tenacity and having a passion for what you pursue. Before we get started with our guest, a quick reminder, if today's episode moves you, makes you think differently, makes you laugh, or you know it may help someone, be sure to share it. And welcome, Tony, to the show. How are you today? I'm so great. And Jeremy, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I'm very honored. Uh, I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you're you're busy and you know, you're part of Mike's inner circle as well. So that's that's the way we've been able to connect and so many great people uh, that come come into that room and space. And and Tony, I want to talk today about just a little bit about your journey. You're, you've obviously had a huge amount of success with a company called Monate. And I want you to talk a little bit before that, though. I, I know you were in the restaurant industry and you've been an entrepreneur all your life. Tell us about that journey and how it led you to this big opportunity. Um, well, I, I actually started working in restaurants when I was 15 years old and I was working full time work weeks and doing pretty well in school. School just wasn't my thing. It was just for me boring. So I poured a lot into um you know, my, and my work ethic also, um, you know, I learned really that from my dad, my dad had a job for many, many or various jobs, but in his industry that he loved. Um, and I think that that's where my work ethic comes from. Um, my dad was, he, he worked for big corporations though. And even though that I had eventually been working for a huge restaurant corporation was running restaurants, opening new restaurants for a big chain, um, and I loved it, but I started having children and that, that schedule just doesn't work very well when you're working random hours, 70 to 80 hours a week. And, you know, I, I did it through the birth of my first two children. By the time I got pregnant with my third child, I was like, I can't do this anymore and be present and be at home. So, um, what I did is, uh, I, I had PTO and I had maternity leave and I had, um, time built up. And I also had, you know, um, a, a medical issue with working so much with being pregnant with um, that, you know, our son, I just, I, I had to like literally reinvent myself. Um, so we started brick and mortars at the time. Um, we had two of them. I had a really successful, busy lawn service and also a daycare. So I ran the books um, and then my ex-husband ran the cruise for that. Uh, and then um, also, you know, had uh, two assistants and had a daycare. So, um, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit came very early on. And so the one thing, though, I didn't understand about 
my industry that I'm in now is that how it truly does help. And it's, it, it helps literally anyone and it's all about leverage. So, um, I got started when, uh, the big three car companies, because, um, our business was outside of Detroit, Michigan, when they hit that first recession, half of our lawn service accounts were gone overnight and it, we did well. We, we did well. We ran two crews. We were bringing in, you know, a really stable, you know, six figures in our business. And it was like, poof, half of our accounts were gone overnight. So I kind of thought very quickly on my feet. Um, actually, one of our best uh, lawn service clients, and um, also she had sent us a ton of referrals, got started in a personal care products company. Now, mind you, I'm going to date myself. This was over 20 years ago. And I've been involved in the industry in some capacity ever since. Um, that first company I was in uh, for eight years, uh, then they changed their formulations and I couldn't, you know, if I can't use the product, if I'm not passionate about it, you, you really will not hit your stride in this industry of network marketing. So be that as it may, um, I, I uh, was with another startup for six years from inception until the end. Uh, the owners just got really greedy and were taking more and more money out of our pockets. And that didn't sit well with my integrity. Uh, so I decided right before they closed and unbeknownst to me um, that I that, you know, my who I was um, and everything, my trust, my honesty, my integrity and you'll hear, hear me say that word a lot, um, only because, especially in the industry that I'm in now, that if you don't have trustful relationships, is that you're never going to be, I mean, in almost any sales role, right? People will do business with you because they know, like, and trust you. And we've said this for years. So um, through, through that transition, that, that open, that close, I had about a year and a half, two years. I tried to start up my own drug sales company with another partner. That turned out horrible. Um, I ended up losing almost $15,000 in that deal. And, you know, we were struggling. I mean, I hadn't had an income, a steady income coming in. And then my husband at the time was a civil engineer. Um, and by then we had moved to Chicago, building roads and bridges there. And he got his per diems cut. And so then half of his income has gone overnight. I don't have an income coming in at all um, to the point where, you know, my husband was like, you have to do something. You know, I don't care whether you go back behind the bar and, you know, you, you bartend a couple of nights a week, but you have to do something. Right. And my whole primary thing, um, Jeremy, was, you know, me being a mom and me being unemployable because, you know, once you once you have that that even that little sliver of entrepreneurism it's really hard to go back and work for somebody else. And not only that too, people will pay you just enough for them to get rich off of you and for you to get by. And so, you know, even though I was on my third interview for a job, <laughs> oh boy. And then um, money fell into my lap actually. And uh, somebody introduced me to someone that was working at the home office. And, it, you know, it was all on paper. We didn't have products to try. We didn't have samples. We didn't have marketing materials. We had basically a one-page land, a landing page. And I committed to this even before I tried the product, which for me, that's very unusual to do because um, I have to make sure that I am involved and I am 100% all in. But what I did know is the caliber of um, professionals that they had, um, you know, with the Ernetta family and, and their track record in, in the industry and also our president, Stuart, Stuart McMillan, 
And then Rita Davenport, who is an icon, she had her own TV show. She had been um, VP of a huge, huge company for many, many years. Um, and then, you know, now she just coaches, speaks, trains and does all that kind of stuff. And she's been around forever. And she was, they had actually invested into Rita Davenport teaching, coaching and training with us. That was a huge deal for me. And I had known Rita for many, many years, um, not personally until we started in Mon 8, but knowing that they had invested this upfront and, you know, and they were, Stuart kept telling me, Tony, it's going to be the best product you've ever used. He goes, my wife loves it. Um, the, the Carolina Erdnetta, who is Ray's wife, he's the, the, the owner. Um, she, you know, was one of the, one of the road testers. I mean, that's all we had, you know, we had the, the home office staff and we had a, a, a 11 of us that really ran with this in the beginning in September of 2014. And, you know, we just got a box of unmarked box with a, one bottle of shampoo in there and a bottle of conditioner and our signature rejuvenate oil. And it, and I, I'm, I'm like, I've been green and clean for many, many years. Um, nothing, you know, clean, safe, effective, non-toxic products were not, you know, a stranger to me. So I've done that research for a very, very long time. And we've been living that way. So I was like, oh, this is just too good to be true. So my husband's mom actually comes from uh, that background. Uh, she owned two salons. She was a stylist for many, many years. And we, as soon as we got that box back in uh, August of 2014, and we both tried the shampoo and conditioner, I just knew that this was going to be completely incredible. And so it really was on a wing and a prayer. We launched with nine products. We had... Um, we had, uh, just that opportunity. We were, our goal was to do a million dollars in our first year. And we did $25 million just in the U S just based on, um, you know, those nine products we didn't launch outside of our country until, um, 13 months later. And so we knew, we, I just knew, I knew the very first month that, that we launched this, that it was, it, it was going to be incredible. And, you know, you had to take that gamble because there was nobody doing the, that in our space, um, in network marketing. And, you know, for a lot of products that are playing in the clean beauty space, they have the clean ingredients, but it's their efficacy that, I mean, it just sucks. So, um, we actually, you know, created this product that is green and clean. It's non-toxic and it actually works. So uh, since so then, a, I want yeah. to ask you a question because there's a lot to unpack there. And one of the things that stood out to me was you, you went through a lot of trials before you got to this huge success. And I, and I heard the word reinvent, like, and, and I know our listeners that are listening to this, they're entrepreneurs, they're looking to build businesses, or maybe they have businesses what does it mean to reinvent yourself? And is that almost essentially a requirement to be an entrepreneur? I don't think it's a requirement. No, I think that, you know, coming off of, uh, and, and, and there was a company in between, you know, two companies that had closed prior to, to me partnering up with Monate. I think for me being in this industry, I had to reinvent myself and really look at um, what that meant for me. I truly think that people that, are put on this earth because they're given one special talent that they're supposed to share with the world. And no matter what that is for you, it's what you love to do. Um, and sometimes you fall into love of doing something that, you know, was new to you at some point, but 
you love what you're doing and you're really great at it, right? Because you can't, I don't think that you can't, you, and I'm going to use a, a double negative here. You can't not, not, um, if you love what you're doing, that is your path in, in order to make money. Okay. And maybe something else right now that the journey that you're going through is that you're working, bringing in this other income so you can have the dream. So you can have that, that entrepreneurial uh, business that you want to have, whatever that is. And no, there's no idea that's too small to scale. So I think reinventing uh, for some people, they, they do have to, especially if they're in an industry that they really, really love and they're going to continue on, but they've had some massive failures. I mean, we, and, and Jeremy, you know, case in point to you is that um, especially the older that we get, the more wisdom that we, we acquire is that I, I failed so many times, too many times to count. And I, I still fail, but it's learning from those mistakes and applying what works and moving forward. So that, that's, that's really powerful. Yeah. The, the failure being a learning experience, you know, we want to call it failure. And if we could reshift our mindset to understand that really, that's just a learning opportunity to get us through the next door to a bigger opportunity, right? Oh, 100, 100%. I know for a fact, I know for a fact that if I hadn't had divorces, <laughs> plural, <laughs> um, and I did not, I did not have failures in, in my business life, um, in my, you know, with my, with businesses closing, um, you know, with, I, I mean, filed bankruptcy, um, you know, our home, when, when we found Monate, <laughs> Things for Jay and I were so financially bad. Our home, we were behind on our house payment four months. I mean, that's where we were coming from. But you know, for for both of for both of us, because my husband is a huge source of inspiration, and he also you know works this business with me now. Is that if we hadn't had those failures, if you don't, and and of course you got to you know if you're starting a business, you're going to have to bootstrap it. You're gonna you're going to be responsible. You're going to be wearing all the hats. But if you don't, I truly think that if you, there isn't an entrepreneur that I, I, I don't know of that all of a sudden became successful overnight. That just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a, a tortoise in the hair, right? You, you, the hair is great to have that success and really fast, yet it's the tortoise. Is all, it's always going to win. And having that patience over time, that's, that's when it's, it's stacking the wins, right? And you stack them and you stack them and you stack them and you look back and it's like, how did I get here? It was all those things you did to get there, right? Oh, 100%. And, you know, the other thing too, is that Jeremy now, you know, we, I, and I love, I love working with entrepreneurs to help them, you know, kind of figure out, um, you know, where they want to, where they want to take a business. And I was just talking to, uh, she's part of the inner circle too, Barb Allen about this, because she's got this awesome idea for um, this yearly event that she wants to do, but helping people uncover, you know, simple, make a tea column. What are the pros? What are the cons? Right. You know, why, why is it so, why does it matter so much? You know, what, why, what do you see happening? So um, I think it's really, really important that, you know, anybody that's looking to become any kind of entrepreneur, um, whether it's a brick and mortar, whether it's an e-commerce business, whether it's, you know, in some sort of sales role that they really need to sit down and evaluate what do I truly want out of this? And am I passionate about it? That word passion is going to be a fundamental difference in your success. I hundred percent believe that. Now you're, you're a member of a very small circle uh, within your company, Monate, and it's the $10 million circle. So tell me, first of all, what, what is that? 
And can you share with our audience, what is the one thing that you attribute that success to? Okay, so um, what that means is that um, Monet, we have three eight-figure income earners since we launched this, this baby seven years ago. Um, it's myself and two other fabulous women that are a part of our team. Um, but we have reached that echelon where we've earned $10 million in commissions, not sales, commissions. So um, it, I, I still kind of struggle sometimes to find the words because, you know, I'm still sitting here pinching myself. I can't believe all of the wonderful things that have happened. But um, the one thing that I will truly attribute success to is going to be, number one, you have to be tenacious. Okay. There's just more than one word and you have to have self-accountability. And so, um, Jeremy, if you don't mind, I want to break down the word tenacious is that you, especially in this industry, you have to have a very, very, very thick skin because you are going to be told eight times out of 10, no. And if anybody is watching this in any kind of sales role, you'll understand what I'm, you know, what I'm talking about, but even more so because you're dealing with individuals one by one, and it can be on a a very wide scale now, especially with social media. So you have to be tenacious in your follow-up. You have to be tenacious in your prospecting and inviting. Um, And you just have to be tenacious knowing what you really want, uh, what you really want. So yeah, I, I think that's true. And, and I, I wrote an article today, you know, rising above the noise. And there's just so much noise out there. And, and I'm sure in your industry, uh, specifically, and it's like, okay, do you want to be the cream of the crop, you've got to find a way to be louder than everybody. And I think tenacious is that word, you've got to be tenacious about being out in front of everybody and not being that secret salesman, right? Right. Well, I always say, no matter what, if you have a closed mouth, you have closed business. And, you know, and, and I don't care if you're, if you're a realtor, if you're in insurance sales, if you're in medical sales, if you're in network marketing, um, you, you, if you're not asking for the business and mind you, it takes five on average, five to seven times to get to a yes. Even I don't, in the higher, the ticket item, the more exposures you're going to need, you know, and I'll give you an example. And this might fit in very well with what you do. Our realtor, when we moved here to Charleston from Chicago, she showed us over a hundred houses. And we finally decided it was that hundred, that hundredth house, you know, actually was a hundred and second that we, it had all of, all of our checklists because I wasn't willing to compromise. Right. So, you know, you just, it, it's going to be based on exposures and, and also to um, building. And again, I call us, we're really professional relationship builders. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and and that's that's a lot of sales business, right? It's not about the transaction. It's not about units. It's not about volume. It's about relationships because in the end, the relationships will take care of everything. No, absolutely. They are emotional transactions. And yeah, how many deposits are you going to make into, into a person? I mean, people have an emotional deposit account. Yeah, absolutely. And so... You've got all these big things that are going on with your your business, but you've also have effing simple writing three best selling books. You've got a nonprofit that you started, uh, Low Country Love. Um, you're doing all these other things too. You're John Maxwell certified um, as a, as a coach. Um, why do you go beyond just the business? 
you know, Jeremy, because I'm always looking to be better the next day. And I don't, I don't, I mean, just like, especially, you know, we, there's a, there's a small group, group of us that get personally mentored by John Maxwell himself. And three years in, we still make that investment because we've seen how much it grows and everything. And this is what Mr. Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership. And so I don't, I don't, and even though I have been listening to John for 15 years, you know, still listening to him, I still learn from him so much. Um, It's because of your experiences are different. And, you know, he, he, the older you get, the more wisdom you acquire. So I'm always looking to learn. Learning is, is, is a lifelong process. And so what can I do today to be better than I was yesterday? Now, I always share, if you're not learning, you're dying. 100%. <laughs> so, so tell me about low, low country love. So uh, where, did, where did that spur from? Well, so um, my husband and I were, uh, we moved from Chicago to South Carolina. We've been here now for six years and unbeknownst to me, South Carolina, and and this is from a previous marriage, um, is the number one uh, state in our entire country for domestic violence against women and children. So um, being that I had experienced some of that myself, um, I just, I said, how can we have a more direct impact on a grassroots community, because ever since day one, we started this, um, you know, seven years ago is that, um, you know, our foundation was to be rooted in gratitude, be rooted in giving back, because there's so much more that the universe provides, you know, for you when you give freely. And so I, you know, I was looking at my husband, and we had a friend, um, her entire house burnt down to the ground, they lost everything. And I'm like, how can we make more of an impact? How can we um, raise funds for people that are in certain situations and be able to have, you know, that, that, okay, instead of having it go through a major fundraiser, I, I want to be able to give back to those people that are in need like that, especially here in the low country. And so, so in South Carolina, I don't know if you know this, you got your high country and you got your low country. So high country is further North up in the state. So I said, and my, my husband and I truly feel that everything, everything here, spirituality, um, you know, our, our blessings that we've had come across us is all done in love. So it was natural for us to call it, call uh, us low country love. Um, I haven't really taken it to the scale that I want to, uh, but you know, we, we've given back, I, I, I think it's now we're up to about 80,000 that we've given back to nonprofits and families in need since we launched this three and a half years ago. Uh, what a beautiful thing. And, and so I, I go back to those two words you shared, tenacious and passion. And this definitely sounds like a passion, a calling to you. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of the great things, too, that we've been able to do this because we have been so blessed. You know, we've got I've got other irons in the fire for different things. But if, if we didn't have this, I, I wouldn't have those options. And so um, I always firmly feel and, and Mike does talk about this a lot, too, and even more so. But, you know, having those multiple income streams are so important, especially now. Yeah, I believe that I believe that to be true. And so you've got the three books. Tell us a little bit about those. You wrote a series of books, Effing Simple. Um, you have the brand Effing Simple. Tell me a little bit about that. What's what does Effing Simple mean? So that was my true labor of love. I had always wanted to write a book. Um, I just I am not a type of person that can sit for very long. So it's like I squirrel. <laughs> um, but 
this was born out of the first thing is, is that there wasn't truly a book for my industry on the market that was relevant because of technology. And as a matter of fact, I, I wrote this, you know, almost it's been three and a half years ago. I need to update it because technology has, it changes, you know, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Um, so there wasn't really a, a book for my industry written out there um, that really embraced the, the social media, the technology and everything like that. And so, you know, being innovative, I'm like, I, I want to write a book for our industry and knowing that I'm still in the industry. You have a lot of people that have written books, but they're no longer, you know, in a network marketing company. So they, I, I firmly feel they can't speak to some of the things that we have that we have now because of, um, you know, different platforms, different ways of, of doing things. So that was my, that was the first book. And then the series came with just really keeping it effing simple because as, as, as we grow as a society is that everything is so complicated, Jeremy, everything. And so I wanted to take um, my business, you know, our business platform and simplify that. And then I'm like, well, if we can do it for a business platform, why can't we do it for other key components in life? Like being the best version of you, that was our second book. And then our third book was written on leadership. And so, um, you know, just taking all of, all of my knowledge, everything that I've been able to learn, because I love to read, I love to listen to podcasts and interviews and just pick out the most important things. And look, if you just focus on these four key things, and I always try to keep it at four or five key things, then, you know, you're going to find a lot more success. You're going to find more time. You're going to be a better parent. You're going to be a better person to yourself, things like that. So that's where that was born out of. And then I, we, we just took it a step further. It's be, it's getting done on Monday. I'm so excited. Um, but our effing simple coaching platform. So that's really what I wanted to take it towards because I love I really love learning about people. I love what, what makes them tick. And I love just to see, you know, with, with, with my wisdom and knowledge, how can, how can I, how can I help them? Really? That's, that's my heart is, is being a servant to others. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the unique gifts I enjoy coaching is that being able to, to help others. And, and I really appreciate you saying it can be simpler than what sometimes the world tells you it needs to be. Um, I, I coach a lot of real estate agents, small business owners, and there's a lot of technology that's being pushed into the industry and some of it works, some of it doesn't, but it complicates everything. And, and I have agents that'll go knock on doors or go join a chamber and build relationships and, and do things that are not that complicating, pretty, pretty effing simple. And they're more successful than, these individuals that are trying to figure out how all these pieces work, just sometimes it's better to keep it simple and having a coach like you, that's going to be able to present that information to them. That's, that's just refreshing to hear that there's other coaches um, that share some of the same values I have. No, 100%. And, you know, so um, I, my, my, mine right now is industry specific to network marketing. Um, like I said before, there aren't a lot of people that are actually in a company that are in the thick of it. You know, they, they've, they've, you know, moved on from their career. Um, so I'm really looking at coming from it. It's actually relevant because I'm in the thick of it. Yeah. And I, I think that makes a, a fundamental difference. I mean, um, the, the, the one thing is, is that when you've done it, when you've done it before 
and you're still in, you're still present, it gives you a, a, a separate sense of, of authority. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have, we have entrepreneurs that are listening to this call or somebody that maybe, maybe in that corporate world that's ready to, to cut off and, and strike out on, on a new venture. What is one piece of advice uh, from your heart that you'd like to share with that, that entrepreneur that's seeking um, to, to start something new? Um, I think they need to look at it from a point of self-validation. If they're waking up in the middle of the night and they're thinking about it, or they wake up the next morning and they're thinking about it, that I, I firmly feel that those are the, those are angel winks, that that's the direction that you need to go in. It's kind of like also too, when someone comes to mind, like you're just sitting there, you're going along with your day and someone pops into your head or you have this idea, okay? You, it's almost like you have, you're being told you need to act on this. <laughs> Don't trust your intuition for a reason. There's a reason why we're beings of energy. And for whatever reason that that is coming to, there's a reason it's coming to you. What most people do is that they will bury it and they won't act on it because it seems like, oh, I can't do this. I've been too long in this career or this is silly. There is no idea. There is no idea that's silly. And Jeremy, can I share an example with you real quick? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So I have I have a really good friend of ours. His name is Anthony Duran. And so um, at the time he was in he was in this business for three years. At one point, he is not anymore. And he showed Jay and I this prototype. Um, and it was for what he, it's called sneaker glove. And I looked at the prototype and I, and that's all he could talk about. I'm like, Anthony, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. So he went through some trials and he finally got the prototype. He had somebody produce it. Um, he actually is supposed to be on Shark Tank next season. Um, but he's in over a hundred retail stores right now because I, Jay and I wouldn't, we, we kept pushing him. And sometimes you need people to push it. And even though he's a really good friend of ours, we saw the value in it and he kept talking about it. I'm like, dude, you need to do this. You need to do this. And it's a very unique, um, uh, you know, uh, sneaker glove. You like put it on and you can literally not, does it just clean your sneakers? I have it to clean my stainless steel appliances because it it's, it's like does all of these different things. But it's just like when you're thinking about this, or maybe you're an inventor, or you have an idea of what you want to do, don't ever discount that. Yeah, I think that's that's great advice, it, and it's a it's the subconscious talking to the conscious, and you're you know when you hear those voices, there's a there's a reason for that. I believe it's a I believe it's a spiritual calling that you know you're being told, hey, this is the opportunity, this is the door you need to step through. And when we don't do that, we miss out being the best version of ourselves. So what, what powerful information. Now, Tony, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, you've got this great new coaching program that's coming out. Um, I know it's going to be industry specific, or they want to buy a book, or they want to talk to you more about the, the opportunities with Monet. How do they get a hold of you? So um, we're launching the new website uh, Monday, ho hopefully. Uh, it's been in beta testing now for about three months, and they can go there. It would be leadership.effing, E-F-F-I-N-G, simple.com, or you guys just hit me up on Instagram, DM me. Uh, that's where I do a lot of my business at, and it's just at Tony Vans Official. Awesome. Great. And those will be in the show notes, too, so you'll be able to have access to that. Uh, so, Tony, I, I thank you for taking time out of your schedule today and, 
And I know there's so much value that you provided. I know for me, it was tenacious and passion is what was what I took from it today. And I, and I appreciate you sharing those and the stories that I know is going to have an impact on somebody listening to this today. Awesome. Well, Jeremy, again, I'm, I'm so honored and thank you so much uh, for your time as well. And I cannot wait to share this with everybody. Thank you for listening to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. If you heard something that made a difference in your life today, share it with someone that might benefit and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Learn more about the host of this podcast and coaching services offered by Red Hawk Coaching by visiting www.redhawkcoaching.com.